Hey everybody, in this podcast, we're going to talk about what it takes to be great. Because if you're taking time out of your day to listen to a basketball referee podcast right now, it's probably because you're not trying to be just average or good. It's because you're trying to be great. And that's what Crown Refs is all about, trying to be the best official that you can be. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Have a great day. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, coach. How are you? I'm doing very well. Are you not blessed? Gonna, great, great. And don't you forget, so you're not going to ask how I'm doing? No, I was just getting to that. How okay, are you? Okay, okay. I'm very well. It's a thunderous Thursday. Mm. What is the pinkism of the day? <clears throat> Do not get drunk off of people's compliments because you'll die from their criticism. Repeat. Do not get drunk off of people's compliments Otherwise, you'll die off their criticism. Hmm. Meaning, Coach D, if someone comes up to you and says, everyone comes up to you and says, Coach D, I think you're a really great official. You're a great official. You're a great official. You hear that for six months. Then for the next one, for the next month, people, and you're all souped up in the head. You're like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm great. I'm great. You're drunk off their compliments. Now, when the shoe turns the other way, you might have a bad turn. You're not going to have a bad turn. What if they say, I don't think you're that good. You need to work on stuff. You you're going to die from their criticism. Mm-hmm. So when you take all that, just break off a little bit, put it inside, put it in your happy box for when you're not having good moments, and then you can just pull those memories out. It'll cheer you up. Don't get too up. Don't get too down, right? Yes. Same thing. I love it. Love it. So I figured today we'll, uh, we're going to call it What It Takes to Be Great. Mm. And I just want to kind of like compile a list. Me and you will go back and forth. Just talking about a couple characteristics of what it takes to be a great official. Because newsflash, this is very hard. I agree. And it, you watch, it's going to get harder for you as you start to work your way up. I know, I know you're interested in doing better games and harder games, and it'll happen. And as you do that, you'll start to gain a little bit more perspective on how difficult it is and all the different things we need to know and do and be ready for. Mm-hmm. But that's why we love it. True. Because to do something great, it's it's not going to be easy. If you're looking for something easy, then you're just going to be average at it. When we're striving for greatness, always. So the first the first thing I always point to is being a great partner. Really? Absolutely. We take pride here at Crown Refs in always putting oh, the game first, but your crew second. But always being a great partner, always being that guy that people really enjoy working with and people know that they can trust you and you'll have their back um, and that they don't have to worry about what, what you're calling. They could just work their third. So being a, being a great partner, I think, is, is, a great, is the number one attribute as an official. Not everybody puts a high emphasis on it. Okay. It's because maybe there's a little ego mm. in some guys. So well, I agree. Um, if you come out to serve the game and serve your partner, I think you'll always be recognized. And it's very fulfilling to give more than it is to it is. receive. Yes, I agree. Give, give, give. You give, you give, and you keep giving. <laughs> that was right. ESPN commercial. So being a great partner, yep. Communication. Being a great communicator. Communication, one of the top skill sets. And it takes a long time 
to become a great communicator on the court. You got to learn the rule book first. You have to see it, thousands of plays. You have to gain a lot of experience. So it just doesn't happen right away. Nobody is a, is a first-year official and is a great communicator right away. I don't think so. I haven't really seen it. They may be great communicators in their personal life, but it still has to translate to the basketball court and the forum that we're in. Mm-hmm. What do you got? And anybody looking to improve their communication skills, I absolutely recommend the book Verbal Judo. I think it's the number one book on communication that we as referees can directly apply on the court. It is a total game changer. It will help improve your confidence. And most importantly, it will teach you and help you play offense. Watching film is huge. Oh, yes. It's huge. There's no way that you can become completely self-aware of who you are as an official unless you see yourself on film. Because if not, then you just go ref a game and whatever perception you have of how you did is what stays in your mind. And you don't ever see the reality and the truth serum mm-hmm. that film is. It's like getting dressed and not looking in the mirror and walking <laughs> out the house. It's true. It's a good comparison. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story about film. You know, when I was a JV official a couple years back, uh-huh. And I had no access to any film. I, I went to a camp, Hoop Mountain Camp, which doesn't exist anymore, but what a phenomenal camp that is. Anybody in the um, East Coast might know that camp. But um, they filmed two of our games. So I left that camp having two games to watch. And I remember just pressing play and how enlightened I was when I like just saw myself. It was like I fully became, a, a, I was starting to become aware of who I was, who I want, what I wanted to change, what I could be. So I just always remember watching those two games on film being like, damn, I wish I had this every night. So fast forward a couple months in my season, and when you're doing JV ball, none of the games are being filmed. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was losing ground and not improving at the rate I would like to because I wasn't watching any film. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? <clears throat> I just put my, my career in my hands. I took control of my career. Went to Best Buy, I bought a camera. Mm. So that's great. Yeah, I bought a camera. Who's going to film you? That's the next thing I had to figure out. So I started with my wife. Mm -hmm. I begged her to come uh, film a game. And the first game she filmed was Mount Vernon versus St. Anthony's. Oh, my goodness. It was JV, but it was still a great game. You know that. And um, the coach was very active, we should say, on the sidelines. Yeah. (laughs) And at the end of the game, she was just like, I don't like this. Seeing you get yelled at by fans and coaches. So she resigned. Okay. After one time. I understand. I understand. So, uh, but anyway, I wound up finding a couple other people to film. And I had to pay them. Because, yeah, you might get a friend to come film you one time. But that's not going to happen probably second or third time. At least in my situation, it wasn't. I understand. So that first season, I I found over ten different people to film me. Okay. One of my neighbors in my building... He was okay. a high school kid. Uh-huh. Just said, hey, you want to make 35 bucks? Come meet me 10 minutes away at the school. Gave him my camera. He filmed me. And then the rest is history. So, I mean, I, the first year I filmed like 20, 25 games. So I was able to really develop, I think, at a very higher rate than most officials because I was watching and processing and evaluating every game I did on film. Okay. And to this day now, if I ref a game... And it's filmed, I'm going to watch it. Pretty much at a 100% rate. Love it. And that's what it's got to be. 
mm-hmm. if you're looking to move up and go as far as your aspirations. I like that. You know? So that's my film store. Excellent. And I want you to follow a similar path. Okay. You said you wanted to buy a camera, right? Yes. I have a Best Buy down the street from my house. I want you to, I want you to buy a camera and don't worry about who's going to film you. You'll figure it out. Wait, You'll figure it out. Yeah, You'll just piece it all together. Okay. You know? And, but look, I was, I was reffing JV making $84 a game. I paid $40. I gave up half my game fee. Mm. But I was making an investment in myself. I viewed it as it being worth it. Okay. That I'm getting this film that nobody else... No, who else is watching this? What other JV official is watching their games, is filming their games, is paying to have it filmed? So... Exactly. You got to shoot for the stars. Right. You were thinking ahead so you didn't get left behind? <laughs> A former pinkism. Uh-huh. All right. Develop others. Yes. Develop others. That's what we're doing here with Crown Ruffs. That's pretty much what Crown Ruffs is. Serving the game. Serving the game. I want everybody listening to be great. I want them to be the best official possible. But developing others is, is, a, is a big step in your personal career and your growth. Because mm-hmm. once you start developing others, when you're developing others, you're also developing yourself. So all these talks that we had where it feels like I'm trying to teach you I'm teaching myself at the same time. Because you're reminding yourself of what's what and what's right and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, a great one key to developing others, I feel, is to learn how to observe, watch what's going on, uh, understand what's going on. Then you don't always have to critique. You can compliment and ask questions. Ask the person, well, why do you like to stay on this side? Why do you like to stay out of bounds when you're in the trail? Why do, why do you like to move down, close down a little bit? Why you like to move over here? What made you call that a block and not a charge? Ask questions, get their perspective first, and then you relate back to the rule book and see what's right and what's right. Um, and, and just to add to that, when you're watching others and observing others, you got to identify who, who's the best. Yeah. Like you got to watch the right people and know who the right people are. Some people watch the wrong people and develop their bad habits. Mm. And growing up as a young official, it's very hard to navigate and figure out who's good, who's telling you the right information. Mm-hmm. Right? One guy tells you this rule, another guy tells you this rule. One guy's using this signal, another guy's not using that signal. You being a first and second year ref, having no experience, not knowing the game yet, it could it could um, hold you back if you're following the wrong people. I agree. You know? Definitely. Fill in the blanks. Sit down. Be humble. <laughs> Be humble. Humility. Humility, yes. Exactly. Um, mechanics. Mechanics is something that um, I was taught by, told by a professional official that... Um, you have to master what you can control, mm-hmm. meaning your mechanics, your hand signals. You can create that form through practice over and over and over again. Um, where you stand at the table, how you report, um, all that goes into play. Uh, your on-the-spot calls. Are you practicing on the spot, practicing when you're going to the table, you're practicing your, your jog, your hustle, your movement to the table, you're signaling to your partner before you leave the spot to throw as whoever to let them know if it's a throw in or we're shooting too. 
eye contact. Sign language, again, we, right, in America, we speak English. As officials, we speak English and we speak sign language. Sometimes the gym can be so loud, I can't hear what my partner's saying, but I can read his signs and know what's going on. Communication goes back to what you were saying. Um, so these are things we want to be, if you want to be a better communicator, work on your mechanics. Clear, strong, simple signals. Anybody yeah. who doesn't have strong mechanics either doesn't work at it, doesn't practice it, or is in the midst of practicing it and needs to continue to practice it. Mm -hmm. But like you said about on-the-spot signals, like going to the table and reporting, I think, is a little bit easier than on the spot. On the spot right. is what we call when the, when the play is live. Mm -hmm. So you got to practice both. You got to practice your table reporting, right? And then you got to kind of play out a scenario or in a situation like we were doing last week in the basketball shop when yeah. I was just doing, all right, crash, boom. And then you would hit a whistle. So you got you to do both. Some guys have very sharp signals at the table. Mm -hmm. And then on the spot, they're all jumpy and it's too much and they're using excess signals. Need... Don't use excess signals. Nothing. Try to eliminate it. Yeah. But mechanics, is, like you said, is something that you can control. Right. Keep it simple, official. Practice. You have to love it, too. Yeah. Not everybody loves it. You know? Some people may be extremely talented at something, but they don't truly love it. Mm. And they may just get by on their talent. True. But you have to have both. You know, you, you got to love this. And I love, I love every second of it. I love the craft. I love the process. I love the grinds. I love the, the wins and losses. Mm -hmm. Love the losses. You got to love the losses. Love the losses. Those are lessons. They're not really losses. They're lessons. For you and someone else. Um, so at, being an accurate play caller, too. Get, you know, this is, we're talking about this now, but, like, get the plays right. That's kind of, that might be, I mean, I know being a partner in communication is great, but, like, let's be correct. Yes. And then it'll eliminate a lot of other negativity that, that may be brought about. I agree. So you do that by watching film. By wa you know, seriously, play calling is, is working as many games as possible, seeing as many plays as possible discussing those plays uh -huh. with your partner that game before the game after the game and then watching the film if you don't know don't blow when you blow the whistle just be right True. no pressure just be right <laughs> if you're 99% sure it's a foul don't call it because you can survive it don't guess if you miss something coach I wasn't 100% Mm. I hear you, coach. Uh, it might have been a foul. I might have missed that. It just wasn't 100%. I'm not going to guess. Mm. Let them know you're not a guesser. Right. You talk about communication. You talk about being a great partner. I want to talk about establishing and building relationships with your partner, of course, like as you touched on. Um, I think the great way to establish and build a relationship with your partner is the partner snack pack. <laughs> um, building rapport. Building rapport, exactly. But also... By the way, sorry to cut you off. I got out snack pack this weekend. Really? Yeah. My partner, John Wong. What's up, John? Yeah. He came in the locker room and had it all displayed out on the table. 
You had like a, a pallet, just <laughs> a pallet. He had water. He had um, some candy. Those little hundred calorie almond packs. Did he not? Oh my god! Yeah, he totally outdid me. Oh no! But it was cool to just see. Shout out to John Wong. Yes, sir. But it, it, it's cool to see people take the message and then go apply it, and then go even raise the level that that I put it out. Wow. You know, I was put out water, gum, candy. But the pur- purpose of the partner snack pack is for you to put in what you like and what you think your partners will like. So that was his version of it, and I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent. I took down one of the 100-calorie packs I was at, at halftime. At halftime? Yeah. It's quick and easy. <laughs> like 100 calories worth of almonds is like 16 almonds. Wow. So yeah, it was excellent. So, oh, oh. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's all right. It's snack, all right. Partner snack pack. All right. So, yes. So, again, look. You, John Wan established a relationship with, via his snack pack. Mm-hmm. Now, when you step on the court, you greet the coaches. I like to first name basis. I'm Matt, so and so, Paul, John, table staff. Know their names. Yes. Instead of saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse mm-hmm. me, could you turn the clock back? No, Justin, would you mind putting the clock back about three seconds, three more seconds, add three seconds to the clock? Okay, fine, no problem. But build a relationship. Sometimes I go over there during halftime in between quarters. I check on the score. I check on everything. Then after that, I compliment and say, hey, you're doing a great yes, job. Keep it up. Definitely. You're the one for the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the athletic staff. You got um, you have uh, sweat, uh, wet spots on the floor. There's a staff comes on there. Know that guy's name, too. Know the person's name, whoever it is. If you can, help out. Sometimes I've done games and we're waiting for maintenance facilities to come over and clean up a wet spot. I'll, sometimes I'll get down there on the floor hmm. and wipe up a wet spot hmm. just to show the kids that I'm ready for them to play. I'm ready for them to play, and I'm here to serve them in the game. Um, Relationships are everything. People, people are everything. Yes. you got to have a great look. Oh, yes. Right? Like a great court presence, demeanor. Body language. So, you know, looking the part. Looking yes. the part is big. Because that that that's going to increase believability. Just right. Have people trust, like, the calls that you're making. Mm-hmm. If they, if they look at you and, and don't see that, that you're strong out there, then they might, they're going to get on you. So, looking the part is big. Having a positive attitude. Ooh. You know, like, you just got to be positive out there. Your attitude is everything. People can tell what kind of attitude you have based on the way you communicate and your body language. So you always want to give off positive attitude. If you approach this business with, like, negativity in your heart and mind, you're going to get yourself in trouble. I agree. And also, remember why you started. Remember your why. You do it because you love the game. We might not be playing anymore. You're my why. <laughs> As are you, coach. Yeah, just remember remember your why, and that'll keep you focused. Because you, I guarantee you, whether you did one game or you even did a half, half of your first game, you're a lot better than you started. So remember your why. Don't be offended. Everybody's always offended nowadays. Oh, I agree. I was just thinking about this the other day, how so many people are offended for so many different reasons. So I was thinking of how that translates on the basketball court. Don't be a person that's easily offended and be a referee because you're going to get very offended by what you see from fans, from players, from coaches.
So you got to have thick enough skin to let all, all this negativity that you're going to hear on the basketball court just bounce off. You, you got to have like a tough chin and be able to just take a punch using a bo- boxing reference. Just mm. take a punch. Yeah. Negativity should just bounce off you. If you don't have thick skin, it, it will infiltrate, infiltrate mm. in your body and your mind. Yes, yes, yes. Like water going inside the boat. Mm. You can't have water in the boat. Right. That's a sinking ship. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Captain, what do you got next? All right. Um, I want to talk about food and nutrition. So our job, we're very active. We have to stay active. We have to be at the optimum health rate uh, level of our, according to our age, our body type. Know your body type. If you're an ectomorph, long, skinny, stay that way. Build up a little muscle so you don't have any wear and tear. I mean, think about it. High school, you're probably running about three to four miles per game. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. at least three or four miles a game. College, you might be doing three to six miles. Pro, who? Who knows? However, you need to have uh, endurance to, uh, to be able to sustain all the miles that you're running, day in and day out. If you're a endomorph 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 just know your body type and treat the right way if you're an endomorph that means you have a uh, propensity to keep a higher amount of body fat sometimes it's good so I know you can't help it but try to slim that out with fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables should be every official's primary choice eat those the whole day and then have your favorite dish not your favorite unhealthy dish but a sensible healthy dish at night um, last one, mesomorph, which means you're strong, uh, high, high metabolism, very strong. So treat your body accordingly. Um, make sure you get in cardiovascular move. Also, you have to be agile as an official, means making sudden moves under control. So yoga will help you out, not just cardio and weights and crossfit, whatever you do, but yoga really helps us out, being flexible. So we can stay longer and stronger for longer. Yoga's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I, if the basketball players are doing it and we need to serve them, we need to do it as well. Plus, yoga is like the number one injury preventer. I feel like if you have a fitness routine where you do yoga like once a week, it's just the perfect complement to yes. the cardio and the weight training that you would do throughout the week. Excellent. Yeah. And, and I always feel physically the best when I'm doing yoga consistently. Yes. And I haven't been as of late, so I want to get back I into it. Wait. You know? Um, I mean, we can go on for a long time about yeah. all the different things, but just wanted to give uh, give the listeners a little bit of value and tell them some of the different skill sets that it takes and go into detail about it. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Wonderful. All right, everyone. Do it again sometime? Please. All right. My pleasure. Have a good day. Yes. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Crown Refs podcast, episode number seven. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much and welcome. And if you have time, please check out the previous six episodes. Also, we have a video series called The Basketball Shop, which is featured on IGTV, YouTube, and Facebook. A couple things I want you to work on and focus on for your next game. Add strength to strength, add poise to poise, and add patience to even more patience. Focus on those three critical components of our craft and you'll be successful. Have a great day.